Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk ABM with me, Declan Mulkeen, CMO of account-based marketing agency, Strategic ABM. ABM is one of the hottest B2B strategies right now, helping companies to win, grow and retain their most important accounts. This podcast allows me to spend some time talking to account-based marketing leaders about their ABM programs and share their insights with other B2B marketers, wherever you are on your ABM journey. Today I'm joined by Andrea Clatworthy, Global Head of Account-Based Marketing at Fujitsu. Andrea, lovely to have you here today. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just stay, let's just start and we're going to talk today 20 minutes, 30 minutes about ABM. Can you give us a, a brief overview of the program and what that looks like? Mm, absolutely. That's a great question. And, and I often get asked this, actually. In fact, I don't call it a program. It's part of how we operate. Um, and uh, I first introduced it back in 2014 now, so quite a long time ago in the UK business and one to one, one to one ABM. And we've slowly scaled that. Um, not in terms of uh, numbers of accounts, actually, we've gone down in terms of number of accounts, different story, but across geography. So from the mm. UK, across Europe, Middle East and Africa. Um, and then although I didn't do this bit, I think it was inspired by me a little bit. We rolled it out into North America and now we're in Oceania, too. Um, so not a program. It's part of our strategy. Um, it's how, how we operate and it's part of the, our marketing toolkit. It's part of how we go to market. Yeah. Now, I can imagine you've obviously 2014, that's about six years or so. And I can imagine it hasn't been all plain sailing over the course of the last six years. What kind of challenges have you faced um, during that time? Mm. Uh, well, originally, when I first rolled it out, um, I rolled it out using the whole of the UK marketing organisation, 58 people at that time. And every single person had an account. So that's 58 accounts on a one to one programme. That's bonkers. Why would you do that? So, so you know, that was the wrong thing to do. So we rolled that right back, which is why we don't have so many accounts in it now. So I think the, the big mistake was not thinking through account selection. So I think that actually that's a key part of your ABM strategy. How do you select accounts? Um, and, um, and because if you get that wrong, everything else doesn't work. So that's yeah. really, really important. And, and part of that process is educating not just your marketing people, you know, training the up, upskilling marketing people, but also salespeople. So I missed a trick there. I should have done that. So anyone who's rolled, thinking about rolling out ABM now, don't forget one of your key stakeholders are your sales and account managers. Yeah, absolutely. And just touching on that a little bit, because you mentioned there you, you obviously had a large set of accounts that you've obviously now whittled down and, and more focused. Um, now, obviously, the ABM strategy there at Fujitsu is is primarily focused on or has been one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Have you also a model uh, of one-to-many? Yeah, so, so we do one-to-one and, and some cluster um, and increasingly moving towards the one-to-many approach. Now, the reason we haven't done lots of one-to-many is really to do that properly and, and at scale, you need the right MarTech in place. Yeah. And although we're an IT company, you would assume that we've got all the, the bells and whistles and shiny new things in MarTech. In fact, we don't. And, and uh, for, for the first two or three years easily, we did all of our ABM um, just using spreadsheets and PowerPoints. Uh, and, and now we, you know, we've got MarTech in place now, which means that we can start that, um, 
that change in approach really from our spray and pray marketing what i call it sorry colleagues mm. um, but to, to that more customer focused insight driven intent driven activity that that really you need for effective one-to-many abm because if, if you don't take that insight approach then one-to-many abm is not abm it's just it's, it's basically demand gen or something similar yeah. right yeah. and with regards to obviously your your strategy there um creativity and personalization are absolutely mm. they're usually important in an abm strategy right mm. um can you talk us through a little bit about how you create these kind of amazing experiences for your target accounts yeah it's a, such a good question well it's because i've got awesome abmers you know, there's not a process that we go through, although, you know, we encourage design and thinking and things like that. And we've, and we've got a whole bunch of people that can help us with that because we've got awesome people. And they're the ones who will work with the account teams and we work with each other. And there's lots of sharing that happens across the community. Um, and if somebody's stuck, oh, you know, I've got this problem. I really want to get to these people or whatever it might be. Um, then we have a bit of a brainstorm, you know, bring the creative juices to, to get them really flowing. So it's down to the people, really, rather than a structured way of thinking or a process. Um, and some of those people, of course, are not just our people, but our agency ecosystem. Mm. We don't have an ABM agency. We've got multiple agencies that we'll use at different points in, in the process of ABM. And actually linked to that, Andrea, um, you mentioned people there. Can you talk us through, you know, your ABM team there at Fujitsu in terms of size, roles, responsibility? What does it look like, um, yeah. this award, award-winning team? Well, it, it's continually evolving, which is always a good thing. So as, as we speak today, at the end of 2020, I run a very small global centre of excellence. That's two and a half people, including me. Um, and that's it in the centre. All the rest of the ABMers, people doing ABM, are in the region. So they are working uh, as part of our field marketing teams um, in countries, in regions. Um, And that's where our sales people are. So that's that's why our ABMers are there, because sales and marketing need to work really closely together for ABM to work. Remember, it's mostly one-to-one that I'm talking about. So sales are there, our customers are there. So so they are at the front. They're at the coalface. And in different regions, um, the, uh, the setup is ever so slightly different. In some regions, there are people that only do ABM and DBM, deal-based marketing, same techniques, but we, we, we separate them in terms of how we describe them. Um, so sometimes that's all they do, and they'll have a number of accounts that are, or deals that they're working on. And others will do multiple things. So perhaps they are the marketeer for a sector, in which case their ABM account will be in their sector. Or perhaps they're the ABM, uh, the marketer for a whole country if it's a smaller country, and they'll do ABM as part of their role. So the model uh, varies just a little bit, but they're all in what I call the ABM community. So we get together regularly and we share um, and, and help each other. And it's really that community spirit rather than a functional or, or, um, uh, or um, very rigid organisation that I think brings the best in people. Uh, and brings uh, the best in our ABM approach, really. So that's why we do some great work, I think. I'm guessing you can, you kind of learn a lot out in the regions that you then bring back mm-hmm. into the centre and then push back out again. To- totally. And and actually, it's not just in and out, it's around. Mm. You know, it really is a community. I'm, I'm not a command and control style person, and I haven't set up that, that kind of operation. 
So it really is the community uh, helping each other. And I'll quite often I'll be facilitating that. And actually, I want to be in it. I want to know what's going on. What, what's this awesome thing you've got going on over here? Um, uh, and I love being able to still get involved and help. And, that, and that's part, part of how I like to work. And looking forward now, obviously we're now in December when this is being recorded, 2021 is just around the corner. What does 2021 look like for the ABM strategy at Fujitsu? Yeah, so um, I'm calling it ABM everywhere. So in addition to having awesome ABMers out here in the field, excuse me, uh, increasingly our headquarters and central teams um, are wanting to adopt the ABM approach. So when they're designing a campaign um, or an initiative or a program or whatever it is, increasingly colleagues are, are having ABM thinking as part of how they're designing that. Um, and that's helping us move to the cluster and one-to-many approach because everyone's thinking that way. So, so next year we'll be doing loads more of that. I can see us doing uh, uh, some ABM at scale. And also, this is really interesting, I think, is... is um, Deploying, I'm not sure if that's the right word, ABM uh, into markets that we haven't done that before. So uh, Japan being a good example. We're headquartered in Japan. Yeah. Uh, the style of uh, our market position in Japan is completely different to the rest of the world. Therefore, the style of marketing that we do is, is completely different. But I think there's opportunity here to, to, to roll out ABM um, consistently. Uh, across uh, Japan and Asia. So I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing that. I think um, it, it's it's unexplored territory um, and I think it could make a real difference. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, I don't speak Japanese, so there's going to be a challenge there. So lot, lots of colleagues in Japan, although they have some English, they don't speak great English. So I'm not sure I'm going to fix that problem yet other than learning Japanese, but we'll see. No, I'm sure I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, ABM, obviously, it's one of the hottest topics right now um, in B2B marketing. And obviously, we've seen some research from people like Terminus that have talked about the adoption rates of ABM are at record high. Um, why do you think it's such a hot topic right now? I think it's because it works. I think if um, research from customers says, be relevant to me, show me how you can help me, don't market features and benefits. So ABM is all about, you know, using the language of the customer, aligning to, to their needs, et cetera. Um, uh, therefore, it, it gives the right results. It gets positive results. So whether whatever that needs is for you from the three R's, relationships, reputation, or, of course, revenue, um, mm. it, it works. And I, I think that's why it's, it's rising to prominence. I also think um, it's uh, fueled slightly by MarTech being um, more available and agencies like yourselves you're adopting no. it as a specialism that you're there to help uh, customers with. And what are you seeing in terms of the ABM programs that you're seeing out there and the strategy that you're seeing deployed by other companies? What's your general impression of what you're seeing? Because obviously you've been involved for so long and obviously with the successful program and strategy, strategy rather that you're running, but what are, you, what are you seeing out there? That's some really good stuff. Um, and it makes me very proud to be part of a B2B marketing profession and to be part of, uh, of the movement, if you like, towards ABM. Um, I'm continually impressed by the programs that, that people are willing to share. You know, you, don't, you can't see everything, right? Because some of it's slightly competitive advantage, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, 
But um, I've been fortunate enough to see quite a few things. Uh, I've been judging on the B2B awards and stuff. So I've seen some really great work, um, some really creative thinking. Uh, and also what I've seen, which is just lovely, where you can see initiative, that you could see how it might have worked um, at a more generic level when it's been taken by the ABM community and turned into something that also works an ABM way of thinking I think that's really good so that's that's a real clear signal that it's becoming what I'm calling ABM everywhere yeah, in lots of instances mm. um, which also means there's some great ABMers out there so when I first started doing this you know the skills weren't there um, but now there are there's loads of them they're fabulous I want them to all come and work for me and just touching on that actually what would you say are the kind of three or four major skills that are required to be an ABMer Mm, yeah, uh, I often get asked this. Um, so top, top thing, it's not a skill, I think it's um, a way of thinking and behaviour is, is enthusiasm. got to really want to do it because it can be quite hard work and quite draining. You see ABMers get burnt out reasonably regularly, so you've got to think very carefully about that. So enthusiasm, being curious because you've really got to understand your customer. So you need to be a bit nosy and a bit curious. Um, uh, and a joint to that is being able to uh, put an analytical head on so that you're understanding what's going on in that customer and then turning that back into a play that you're thinking of making. I think the, some of the best ABMers that I've seen um, are, have previously had a general marketing role or multiple uh, experiences of different parts of the marketing mix. Because, um, and the reason that's really important is when you're designing and executing your ABM strategy and plan for a specific customer, understanding the whole of the marketing toolkit available to you, both in terms of what to use when and how to Mm -hmm. do it is really important. Now, of course, we all work in teams, but having that knowledge of the art of the possible in your head is a really good thing. Having said that, I've seen some awesome ABMers that have popped up from nowhere. It's brilliant. So I think it comes back to that really wanting to do it piece. And that, you know, that applies for any job, really, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think I definitely concur there. Um, A couple of questions, actually, about where we are today. Um, Obviously, this has been an extraordinary year on so many levels, um, which is, you know, just about to end now. What's perhaps one of the things that surprised you most about your marketing this year? I think the thing that surprised me, most was as a profession we very quickly moved to digital stuff mm. lots of online etc in various ways shapes and forms which I think was great um and we've embraced that because we had to right and, and as creatures we're adaptable which is which is terrific um and then recognizing that uh with our empathy head on that fatigue was setting in there was some really innovative uh thinking that came through with how how to make this format engaging and enjoyable so I think that was really good. Um, and I think from a customer side, um, what I've seen, this is brilliant. So uh, for Fujitsu, some of our primary customers are the IT function because we, we provide IT stuff. Um, and for some of our customers, because the whole world moved to digital, the IT organization in any, in any company was suddenly really important because you had to provide the infrastructure mm-hmm. for working from home or for customer engagement or whatever it may be. So we've seen some of our customers, some of our key stakeholders rise in prominence. Good for them. Uh, and yeah. we're really proud to have helped them to deliver what their company needed um, and therefore help them as, as, as uh, 
as individuals add value to their organisation through us adding value to them. So it's been, been terrific from that point of view. Of course, we've got some new advocates as part of that because we were able to deliver what they needed. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps when when normality returns next year, yes. hopefully, <laughs> well, um, let's say when, okay? Let's, okay. let's be optimistic. Let's be optimistic. Um, when, if normality returns, is there anything that perhaps you can now look at now and say, you know what, I would have always spent money on this. I would always dedicated time to this. But you know what, going forward, uh, from what I've learned this year, I'm going to do a lot less of, or in fact, I'm actually not going to do going forward in terms of my marketing. Oh, crikey, that's a really good question. I think trade show stuff. Um, and uh, having said that, um, I've got some great examples of where we've used a trade show to target one or two customers, and we've done it really effectively. Mm. But that's been our objective rather than, you know, a, a general market awareness piece or whatever. So, so I think we'd look very carefully at that physical experience stuff. Um, having said that, on the flip side, that exp experiential thing, that's something that creates an emotion, I think, is going to increasingly be uh, uh, top of agenda. Mm. Uh, and that's not necessarily a specific tactic, but that's one of the outcomes that you want to create from something. I think, uh, you know, we're all bombarded, um, and this hasn't changed really, we're all bombarded by multiple messages. I just think that we're now we're mostly, well, uh, not everybody, but mostly in one place. So we're not getting on a train, we're not getting on a plane. So we're, we're not giving ourselves um, space to consume uh, information in different formats. So it's mostly um, at your desk kind of thing. So whatever you do needs to stand out and it needs to have some sort of emotional impact, I think. No, I definitely agree with you, with you there, Andrea. Um, finally, one last question. Advice. For those people starting an ABM programme, thinking about starting an ABM programme in their first year, et cetera, what advice would you give them mm. in terms of how to, how to get ahead, how to, how to avoid any kind of mistakes, how to get over those hurdles? Yeah, I think my, my number one piece of advice is select your accounts really carefully regardless of the type of ABM that you're going to do. Mm. Um, but that account selection piece is, is absolutely Im imperative. If you're going to do one-to-one -one ABM, then uh, when you select that account, um, think about also the account team that you'll be working with. So the salespeople, account managers, or whatever you call them, need the right chemistry. They need to want ABM to help them grow that customer. Um, so, so you find an internal sponsor, an advocate, somebody who really wants it, and, and that will make internal adoption much easier. Uh, my next big uh, top tip, if you like, I mentioned it earlier, if you're rolling out ABM one, in a one-to-one -one style, don't start with 58 accounts. Start with a small, manageable number. Um, and if you're, if you're rolling out cluster, or one to many, the same account selection process, absolutely, you know, absolutely imperative that. So think really carefully about the insight that you're going to uh, gather and how you're going to turn that into action, because that's the piece that gives you what's going on in the world of your customer. Mm. If you don't do that piece, then you're not doing ABM and, and everything else is just going to not really give you the return that you were hoping for. Um, I guess my final piece, back to the enthusiasm thing, you know, um, stick with it. It's not necessarily a quick win, ABM. Mm. Some of the accounts that we've been working on, you know, it's a three-year program and, and it's reaping dividends now, but it didn't in the first quarter because that's not the approach. 
This is a marathon, not a sprint, so stick with it. Great advice, Andrea. Absolutely fantastic to talk to you today. Absolute delight to learn more about yourself and um, and Fujitsu and the ABM strategy that you're rolling out there and have been for many, many years. And uh, keep it up and keep sharing all those great stories with us and we'll, we'll keep following your journey. Thank you thank so much. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk ABM, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.